Welcome back. Thank you very much for staying with us. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmé Amber. Uh, if you want to call in for a, a free reading and also getting a free meditation CD, the number is 1-800-336-2225. And we would also love to get your questions and comments uh, at ambers at masteringourselves.com. We're talking about the case that was recently in the news about Troy Davis getting a second stay of execution. And we're talking uh, at this point about uh, how guilty was he and what's going on psychically behind the scenes. So back then there were 12 solid jurors that convicted him. No problem. And there were quite a few witnesses. Of the witnesses, um, uh, a certain amount of them flip-flopped. Since then, recently they flip-flopped. And I'm quite certain it's from bribe or threat. I don't think it's because of truth. When I tune into Jeffrey Sapp, who was one of the witnesses, his conscience is bothering him after he flip-flopped. Daryl D.D. Collins, one of the guys who was right there, I see uh, his conscience bothering him since he flip-flopped. Larry Young, he was one of the guys being bullied around. He knows he's lying. Uh, Antoine Williams, his conscience is bothering him. Mike, uh, Michael Cooper, his conscience is bothering them. When they flip-flopped, instead of how they testified and convicted uh, Troy Davis, uh, now they've flip-flopped. So I think they've been threatened or bribed. And it appears that uh, there's the type of bribes, bribes going on, or I mean of the threats going on, of... Uh, we can we can put you up in jail for this or that or whatever, and so you know they go, geez, I better do this. Now I, I tuned into other witnesses, and some of them were just flakes, some of them just didn't care, uh, and maybe there was one neutral. So I didn't get anything that said this guy did it. I mean, um, this guy didn't do it. I didn't get from anybody's consciousness that uh, Troy Davis didn't do it. Nobody. I went through 10, 12 people. Nobody in their minds, after their flip-flop or anybody involved, uh, say that Troy Davis didn't do it. The rest of the story, I tune into Troy Davis. What I hear is me, 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 like all about me. You can't tell me. You can't budge me. He's belligerent. There's a lot of hatred and rage all over him and his heart. Nobody stops me. So that's what he's filled with. And uh, that's what he's filled with back then is the, is the key thing. So I'm seeing um, Troy Davis uh, filled with rage. And his street name, I come to find out later, is Ra, R-A-H, which stands for rough as hell. So people go to say, you know, this poor innocent guy didn't do this. And he had a known established street name of Ra, which is rough as hell. So right before, uh, one hour, about one hour before Mark McPhails was murdered, um, Troy Davis shot somebody else. It looks like the same caliber bullet. They found the same casings. This is right, right about an hour apart. And, and then uh, you have all these witnesses that saw him do this. But then you have the heavy clout of Al Sharpton, uh, President, uh, former President Jimmy Carter, uh, South African Arch Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Now, what he's involved with this, I have no idea. 
and the Amnesty International. Uh, so you got big clout trying to power trip this thing, and they're not on the right side. Uh, you know, I think what it comes down to is this is a black racist stand because uh, Troy Davis is a black person and everyone else involved isn't. And I, I, I imagine their family has something, some power going on there to have this kind of pull. Anyhow, it looks like that's what's going on. It's a power play. This is the same kind of thing that it seems like Barack Obama is. Uh, I, I've traced him back 1993. Uh, he's trying to threaten the banks, which you can see the banks finally caved in and uh, President Clinton uh, uh, made a demand that banks must uh, give extra leniency to minorities and poorer people to buy houses even if, even if they don't have uh, you know, so banks are supposed to give a loan when the people don't have the collateral. And, you know, if you don't do it, we're going to, we're going to mess with you. Either you're racist or we're going to do IRS stuff to you or whatever. It seems to be what the kind of threat is on. So Barack Obama is in the middle of this all over the place. But anyhow, I believe, uh, when I tune into all these things, I believe it's going back to a racist thing. And, uh, you know, the, Two, two people shot within an hour, same gun it looks like. They aren't for sure, but the same casings are at both uh, shot sites. And um, the day before, they heard uh, Troy Davis saying, let's burn those girls. Two girls rejected him, and he, he was talking to his buddies. He goes, let's, let's go burn them, you know, like set them on fire. He's a sick. Yeah. And uh, I, then other people say, he said, I feel like doing something, anything. He looked wild, a wild look in his eyes. Um, and he was out of orbit. He's in an extreme reaction. He's violent prone. They went to a big party uh, that night. And uh, it seemed like, you know, they probably had drugs. It's my guess. But he seemed like really out of it. Anyhow... Troy Davis, when I tune into him, and nobody else, all these other people, no one else has anything close to this, has uh, just hatred piling out of him. And if anyone crosses me, you know, I'll go, I'll go just tear them apart. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. If you'd like to call in for a reading uh, and get a free meditation CD, the number is 1-800-336-2225. And don't forget to send your comments and questions. We'd love to hear from you to ambers at masteringourselves.com. Here's why we're doing this side, both sides of this story. The one side, of course, is it's not very useful to get stuck in revenge. It's just not a healthy, enlightened, useful place to be. But the other side of this that Keith is more presenting, you know what? You don't want to just take uh, for face what you're reading. You want to discern more what you're reading and if it's true or not. And this applies to everything. You know, there's a lot of lies and, you know, just because you got all these big names that are behind this guy, it doesn't mean that they're on the right side of it. And are you being swayed because, well, Jimmy Carter or Desmond Tutu, I mean, you know, they would certainly be on the right side yeah. of this. But, you know, nobody is infallible and 
even though they've got three or four big names, doesn't make it right. You know, Al Sharpton always seems to me like a racist to me. Uh, we're not going to do fair. We're going to do whatever biases in favor for the, the black people. Uh, Jimmy Carter seems like he's a racist against the white people and against wealthy in a white body. It seems to be a, a torque there. Uh, Desmond Tutu, I, I don't know about, but, you know, he's in South Africa. What's he, what's he doing over here? He's, he's just part of the gang, you know, a big name. So it's a big name intimidation. <clears throat> so um, I wanted to talk a little bit about minorities and poverty and this kind of thing. And um, th there's been a question of discrimination against blacks, like uh, poor people. And if you want to read an in-depth study of this, um, Stealing from Each Other by Prager, I think that's who's no, it's by Browning. Browning. Yeah, by Browning. Browning. Excuse me, by Browning. He, he does. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of um, statistics over and over and over about. For instance, does a woman get the same if if she's qualified the same as a man or a black person? Who who gets the job? And it's a toss-up. It's whoever's qualified the best gets the job. And that's how it is. And, and they've done studies all over the place. Now, maybe 20 years ago it wasn't that way a, a bit, 30 years more, 40 years more, 50 years even more. But we are getting, you know, very unracial. And so if you have a, a uh, black person that's just a little bit more qualified than a white man, or a white woman, or a black woman, he's going to get the job. You know, nine times out of ten, he's going to get the job. So that's how it is in America these days, from government statistics and others, other statistics that people have taken. That's what it is. However, um, there's a there's a test done, and and this is this is very revealing. It, it, like Ameri an average American income is, we'll say, 100%. <clears throat> African Americans get 66% of that. And a lot of it's because they're not working. It's not because they, uh, or they, or they don't get their education, or they don't apply themselves enough. But for one of those reasons, and it could be just school alone, there's a lot of, um, uh, black dropouts. They average 100% less in America, they average 66% of what could be 100% of the average. Hispanics get 80%. Chinese, and a lot of these Chinese come from other countries, they get 20% above the average American. So this is what they're doing, not what the country does to them. This is what they're doing. Japanese make 38% above the average American in America. The Jewish make 38% above. Asian and Indian mix make 49% above the average American. So they're doing something different. It's not that the African Americans are suppressed or anything like that. That's not going on. These people are simply even either Applying themselves. more educated, more work-oriented, uh, work harder, like you say, applying yourself. <clears throat> so I thought those were... Revealing. Real, really revealing statistics. Yes. Now, I want you to listen to this because we're on a, um, I believe our country is in the threat of being hijacked 
by, uh, I would say it's a, a leftist kind of thing. And what the, what is it, the leftist kind of thing? It's to take from the rich and give to the corrupt and the poor and the minorities. Take from the rich, take from the businesses. You know, businesses are having such a hard time. We're having massive outsourcing. Why do you think that's happening? You have unions. Who do the unions, 96%, you know, since 1989, 96% of the unions who are six or seven of the top ten donators to the politicians, the unions are supporting the, the Democrats. So we have, um, we have tremendous money going away from the main corporations and businesses towards the people who aren't doing the work as much. And I need to read you these statistics because it's it's very revealing and it's the truth. And um, just listen. 46% of those classified as living in poverty own their own homes. 46% own their own homes. Could we call this living in poverty? 65% of all Americans are homeowners, but 40 46% are in poverty. Uh, the average home owned by the poor is three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, home with a garage. The medium value of the home is a, for the poor is $86,000. Now, can you tell me, is that poor? You know, this is ridiculous. So that's who we're giving all the money to. That's what the banks are forced to give all the money. We're in a big, huge banking system because for years it started with President Clinton. And, I mean, there's other things, but he gave the big, big daddy order of you banks, financial institutions, you give extra special treatment to those people who are minorities or who are on the poorer side. And so now you see what we're doing. Unfairness does not work, folks. Either you make yourself produce what it takes to get a home, or you don't get that good a home you rent. Unfairness is not right. More than two-thirds of the poor occupy housing with more than two rooms per person. You know, that's not that's not poor. 5.7% of the poor live in overcrowded conditions. 5.7% out of, that means that uh, 94.3% don't live in overcrowded situations. That doesn't mean we have many poor at all in, in that kind of situation. 76% of the poor have their own air conditioning. 30 years ago, it was about 36% of all Americans. So 76% of the poor, the so-called poor, have their air conditionings. Nearly three-fourths of the poor own their own car or truck. Three-fourths. That doesn't seem like poor to me. 30% of poor households own two or more vehicles. 30% own two or more vehicles. This is unreal calling them poor, but those are the ones who get the tax breaks. Those are the ones who drain our economy and drain our force, taken from everyone else. And this is in the direction of socialism. It's just been creeping up on us. 97% of the poor have colored television. What, what are they doing with colored television? Why don't, why don't, if they have to have something... Get a radio or a little small black and white television that doesn't cost much. But no, 97% of the poor have color television sets. 25% have large screen TVs. (laughs) More than half of the poor have two or more colored TVs. 
Is this, and these are the people getting tax bailouts and tax benefits. Something's really wrong here. And I tell you, this is what Barack Obama is, is tremendously, he's been a lawyer fighting for this stuff. ACORN, which he's been a main lawyer for, has been fighting for it. These people are not really poor. And, you know, this uh, whole thing, whole fad is running away with our country and it's ruining us. This is not right. It trains people not to pull their own weight and that just uh, weakens everybody. Yes, those statistics are alarming. Isn't it? They are. They're very alarming. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Don't forget to go to our website, MasteringOurselves.com, and we would love to hear from you. Send your comments or questions to Ambers at MasteringOurselves.com. We'll be right back. Everybody's heard of The Secret. Manipulating the universe can be a daunting task, and it doesn't always work. Instead, why not harmonize with the universe and learn how to follow its lead, recognize its guidance? Have you ever thought, I wish someone could make a map showing me how to work with the universe to make wise decisions so I can live my life to the best and the fullest? Well, guess what? Someone has. It's called Steps to Enlightenment, written by Charmay Amber, radio host and spiritual lifestyle expert. Steps to Enlightenment. It's great. It's a step-by-step, easy-to-understand book that gives you profoundly effective tools so you can move yourself from having areas in your life that don't work to having persistent interpeace. Order Steps to Enlightenment today. It's your guidebook. Call 866-593-3307. Toll-free, 866-593-3307. That's 866-593-3307. 